Praise the Lord. We're just going to wait a few more minutes and we will get started tonight. Just bear with us. We're getting straightened out and stretched out. Amen. Okay. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. For this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. For our feet shall stand at thy gate, O Israel. Amen. So welcome to Thursday night's sessions. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. We will start out with Psalms as usual. Our Psalms 91. Amen. And we will go from there. And, uh, and we'll be led by the Holy Ghost. So, alrighty. Where am I? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. 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 This is the Lord. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I'm going to turn up this volume where I am. Hallelujah. Amen. So we thank you, Lord, for this is tonight, uh, Thursday night. Um, and this is our program called A Mantle of Prayer. Amen. Yeah, God was giving me that name when I was praying about this podcast, and this was the name that he called it, a mantle of prayer, a mantle that's set aside for the master's use. Amen. So we're going to start out, as usual, with our Psalms 91. Psalms 91. Amen. Hallelujah, Psalms 91. Amen. Psalms 91. Amen. This is one of my favorite scriptures. I know I have a lot of favorites, but I remember when I was really sick. um, That was one of the things that always God um, set before me and uh, with me. In the in the time of need, so I've always been uh, carried by that scripture. So I wanted to make sure that I talk loud, so we can hear everything. Amen. So our first scripture tonight, we're going to start out by what we usually do, which would be Psalms 91. So if you have that uh, scripture, go ahead and turn to it. Psalms 91. Psalms 91. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Psalms 91. Amen. 1 through 5. And the one who lives under the protection of the Most High dwells in the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, he himself will deliver you from the hunter's nest and from the destruction of the plague. And he will cover you with his feathers and you will take refuge under his wing and his faithfulness will be under the protective shield and you will not fear the terrors of the night or the arrows that flyeth by the day and the plague that stalks in the darkness nor the pestilence that ravage at noon and though they fall at your side or ten thousand at the right hand the pestilence will not preach reach you and you will only see uh, your eyes with your eyes and the witness of the punishment of the wicked. Number nine, because you have made the Lord my refuge, the most high, your dwelling place, no harm will come to you, nor plague will come near you or your tent, nor the plagues will come here near you and the tents amen that was a reading from Psalms 91 I especially like that when it talks about putting us uh, under the shadow under the under the feathers of the Lord almighty God let's pray Father we thank you for your words we thank you for the anointing we thank you God because of what you have started this and I praise you for it I magnify you God I thank you God for allowing me another day on this earth with no harm no hurt no danger I thank you God that I'm continuously walking in the mind of Christ I thank God for the Holy Ghost and the fire of God tonight God, hide me behind the cross. Hide me, God, so that I cannot be seen. Take these lips of clay and anoint them now. Every, situ- every situation or strategy or stratagem of the enemy plans are now abolished now in the name of Jesus. And we say that no weapon that formed against us or every word that rises up in judgment, we shall condemn it. For this is the word of the Lord God in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
And God, now we bombard heaven like never before. We bombard heaven like never, ever, ever before. God, we thank you now because in the midst of our trials, God, you're still yet there. No matter what we're going through, God, you're yet there. We thank you for the Holy Ghost that encamps around us and keeps us in perfect peace with a mind that stayed on you. So, God, as we go down into the scriptures tonight, reveal yourself unto me so that I might reveal these things unto them in the name of Jesus, in the matchless name of Jesus Christ himself, the hope of glory, the sovereign king. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Well, saints, thank God for y'all being on the line. And uh, whoever's on the line um, or who's going to come on the line tonight, I thank God that for that. And we're going to go right into our scriptures right away. So I'm going to ask you, amen, to let's go to the book of um, Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Old Testament Ezekiel. Right before uh, you get to uh, Lamentation, and then the next after that is Ezekiel. Hallelujah. Ezekiel. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. All right. I'm going to make sure that I'm on because I want to make sure that I am on because I don't want to be like the other time that um, I didn't know whether anybody could hear me or not. So uh, just bear with me, saints, um, in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. It's 9.14. Amen. Let's go ahead. Praise the Lord. We're going to come from tonight. Ezekiel, the book of Ezekiel, amen. And it was a very interesting study this week, hallelujah, about Mr. Ezekiel, the prophet Ezekiel. And as often I do, I always give you some, um, maybe some conversation, how to know what's going on into the book of Ezekiel. Well, Ezekiel... Um, it starts out basically, it's talking about, can you imagine that if um, there was a computer, that a computer could be programmed um, to respond at uh, your commands, and by conditioning a dog um, with rewards and punishments, you can teach it to obey. But as every parent knows that a child, children, are not so easily taught. 
A people have a will, and it must choose to be submissive and to follow the instructions of the Master. Amen. Well, Ezekiel, um, children uh, must have learned to obey um, the Heavenly Father, so we have to obey our Heavenly Father. He created him in his image. Uh, that means we're just like, we're like God. He made us like him, to look like him, but have intellect and instruction and training. And they had uh, choices uh, to be good or to be bad, that God allowed um, them to choose to be, um, or be good or to be bad. God gave them that power. He gave them free will, um, in other words. Amen. Now, Ezekiel again, like I said, he was one of the very, one of the strangest uh, prophets. Um, one uh, talks about Ezekiel as, at one point, Ezekiel was the prophet that was, he lied, L-Y-I-N-G, on his side for 390 days. And during that time, he could eat only one eighth or one ounce of meal um, a day, cooked, covered, while his wife died. He, he obeyed and faithfully proclaimed that God's word was the most important thing and that he would um, do what he want, God told him to do. That the book of Ezekiel was a chronic, chronicle of uh, prophets or prophecies of a prophet, a ministry. Um, and that he taught and he lived by example. That Ezekiel was immediately began to preach and demonstrate God's truth as he predicted uh, the approaching um, points of his life. Um, and he was telling the people that God was getting ready to send a judgment against um, the people of Israel because they had not obeyed him. So um, the book of Ezekiel um, he was, because of the a judgment, and a judgment like now, for example, when we're going like the children of Israel, when they would go through, through things or they go into uh, marriages or situations with strange gods, but not our gods, God would often judge Israel and allow judgment to come and things would fall apart. So it's the same kind of a judgment. Um, uh, it was in the Old Testament as well, but now here again, towards the end of the the Old Testament, he comes again and talks to him about talk to him about the judgment and how that they must um, repent and be saved. But as you read this um, exciting record. Um, 
uh, God has a plan, but he must, again, he must have judgment on us when we are out of the will of God. That whatever he does, that God, he does it ultimately for our, our good. And we're going to talk about tonight judgment. God's judgment or God's um, restoration. Restoration means God is bringing us back. He's bringing back from certain things that we go through. That Ezekiel uh, consoled the people by telling them that that the day will come when God will restore those who turn from the sin that God would be their king and shepherd and he would give the people a new heart of worship a new heart so God wants to give us a new heart and a new heart for worship no matter what we've done to God loves us enough to say I've got to send a judgment against you because you keep falling away from God but that doesn't mean that I don't love you okay again Ezekiel was the prophet that um, laid on his side side S-I-D-E for 390 days on one side when he can only uh, sit, eat a little bit because this was his way was connecting with God um, because of the judgments that God had sent out against the people that were um, taking on the characteristics of um, the pagan okay amen so we're talking about restoration all right now I'm going to read it um, Ezekiel 37 today I'm in the life application Bible okay subtitle the valley of the dry bones subtopic the valley of the dry bones and the hand of the Lord was on me and he brought me out of his spirit and set me hallelujah down in the middle of the valley and it was full of bones it was full of bones and he led me all around them and therefore a great many of them in the surface of the valley they were very dry okay so this is Ezekiel 37 37 here is God giving a vision of Ezekiel was having a conversation I um, and this was about um, Ezekiel and how God was talking 
to God was talking to to talking to Ezekiel about how they had turned to strange gods and because they had turned to strange gods um, God was sending out a judgment against them now on the chapter before that which would be Ezekiel 36 okay the chapter before which would Ezekiel 36 this chapter was about a restoration to Israel okay Israel had become sinful the sin nature and God said to them now you have to come back and repent and what you have to do is you have to come back and straighten things out and here was a battle that was taking place in the 32nd chapter of Ezekiel and on the 32nd chapter there was a great battle multitude at this time the Assyrians the great kings had come against um, them and they began to fight and, and Ezekiel's army was destroyed and in this valley, God came down and told Ezekiel, he said, see what you can see, that there is a whole valley of dry bones. In other words, there was a time, this time, there is a place that we, um, these were people, all these bones are represented here, all these bones. And then he said that these are, he said, didn't just said dry he said but they're very dry and because they were very dry that means the battle had taken place a long time ago uh, Judah had become destructive and judgment was sent out and after that God sent came down himself and began to talk to the prophet and began to talk to the prophet uh, Ezekiel and it said uh, it's, and it begins to talk about he says look here he says son of man so he's talking about the prophet this is God talking to the prophet he says son of man prophesy to the mountain of Israel and say to the mountain a word to the Lord so we hear God speaking and God speaking to Ezekiel God speaking but he's not only speaking but he's telling him to take authority when he's speaking he say taking of taking authority in other words even though what you see in your natural eyes are bones that are very dry they must have been dead a long time. That was an awesome battle uh, because of your sin nature. But I am here now. So Ezekiel prophesied. Talk to these bones. Talk, talk, talk. Because I've given you the power to speak life and speak death. We speak life. In the name of Jesus. He says that he said, Son of man, stand up on your feet 
and I will speak with you. In other words, God's telling, uh, telling Ezekiel, he said, Son of man, stand up on your feet. In other words, take your position. Don't sit down and look relaxed and sit down and like you don't care and that you don't con- not concerned about for God's people are dead and gone and tore up from the floor up. But God's speaking an order to Ezekiel and he's saying to them, he said, first of all, change your position. Stand on your feet and I will speak with you, Ezekiel. I will speak with you. I. It's not a dream. It's not a premonition. But I personally have come down and I'm said to you, Ezekiel, stand on your feet. Take your position. Number two says this. And he, as he spoke to me, as he spoke to me, Ezekiel saying this, he says, as he spoke to me, the Spirit entered me and set me on my feet. First he told me to tell me what to do. Then he said, put, he said, and then he spoke to me and he told me to stand up on my feet because I'm putting you in the position now that you now can walk in the realm of the prophetic and speak to these dry bones. Speak that you'll know that the hand of God has touched your mouth. Speak because you, out of your mouth you can speak life and you can speak death. Prophesy, O Son of God. Prophesy. And I listened to the one who, was, uh, who spoke to me and he said to me, Son of Man, I am sending you to the Israelites, the rebellious pagans who have rebelled against you. So I'm sending you now to the church that has fallen away. I'm sending you to a people that has forgotten about their gods, the same God that brought them out of Israel, the same God that spoke that the waters stood up on the sides and, and made a way of escape, the same God. Uh, he's saying, I-, I want you to know who I am and what's getting ready to happen. That's what he says. That who you have been rebellious against me. And the Israelites and their ancestors was transgressing against me to this day. So Israel, you have been transgressing. You have been lying. You've been cheating. You've been wrong. You're not following me, but you're following pagan gods. Okay? Transgress means um, you ascend. This day. Now before. And the children are obstinate and hard-hearted. They're hard-hearted. These were the chosen generation, but in this particular chapter, 
now decided they were going to be hard-hearted, not hear God, do what he wanted to do, go where you wanted to go. It didn't make a difference because you're not listening to the voice of God. Amen. It says, um, number, number six, it says, but you, son of man, do not be afraid of them or their words. Though briefs and thorns. So, first of all, he's telling them, he says, don't be afraid. You see all this death and destruction? Don't be afraid. You don't understand about the battle. In fact, you didn't even know anything about the battle. But he says, do not be afraid. And it's not that, so God was um, giving a surety to Ezekiel that his hand was on him and God was going to make it right. But because they were uh, doing things that they weren't supposed to do, um, God allowed judgment to come to them. Amen. Number six. And I will put tendons. In other words, it's not just your body alone. I could have just, I could have just done it visually, just all of a sudden, shh. He said, when he's talking about the tendons, he's talking about, I'm going to build you back up, Israel. I'm going to take you from the bottom because you got there from sin nature, but I'm going to build you back up. I'm going to build you back up, and you will never be the same again. Amen. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Number six. I'll read that again. And I will put tendons, T-E-N-O-N-S, on you and make flesh grow on you and cover you. Amen. Skin and the skin. In other words, so he's trying to show them exactly. If you look at the body itself, you see the uh, outer flesh. You see the the spirit man, okay, my outer man. But before you see the outer man, there's an inner man, okay? You've got the blood vessels. You've got the arteries. You've got the heart. You've got the liver. You've got the lymph nodes. You have every particular part of the body. Your shoulder blades. He is the, all these things that make up who you are. He says all this have died, but now, but because of the lo- love, and because now I'm going to build you back up, okay? And this how I decided to do it, okay? I decided to do it. Verse 7. So I prophesy as I have commanded. He said, now, prophet, you told me to do this. I don't understand it. I don't have to understand it. 
But because you spoke the will of it into my spirit, you said, prophesy or speak to the wind. Speak to the spirit man. Speak the nature of God in you. Speak that whatever God has called you to do, speak it. Because you're not just talking to the outer man, but you're speaking to the inner man. And not just one man, but it's a whole host of people. Because it said initially, there was a valley. Valley. Low down. A valley full of dry bones. So he says at one point, he says, and... I prophesied as I was commanded. So that means, God, I prophesied what you told me to do. In other words, one Bible says this. Well, God, because you said it, I believe you. Okay? I don't know, but because you have spoke this word, it's got to come fast. Because God is not a man that he should lie. Amen. And so I prophesied. Okay? Prophet, 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 prophesied. This was an office or a person or a situation that we were prophesying to. The will of God. So I prophesied as I command, I was commanded. Because you spoke with God, I stand there and I believe you along with you. And I know that same spirit that is in you is now, is by faith that now is indwelling in me. So I prophesied as I was commanded. Commanded meaning speaking in authority, speaking in power, speaking in blessings, speaking that I'm coming back, coming up, coming out, coming through. I'm speaking because the Bible says this, that in the power of your tongue, you can speak it. Power. Words have very much power. The power, the same way the earth was created. He says this. He says, for in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Okay. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was out form and void. And the, and the, and the dark, the face of the darkness but God said, he spoke it, let there be light, and it was. And for it was the evening of the morning of the first day. So now, this is a perfect example that God spoke, and when God speaks, things come to pass. Because when he spoke it, he spoke those words, and not just Ezekiel alone. But when he spoke the world into existence out of nothing. So you have to realize that he spoke the situation out of nothing. 
no earth, no moon, no nothing, no stars, no stratospheres, no hemispheres, uh, no nothing. But he spoke it. And that's the same power that now Ezekiel is speaking, uh, that God's speaking to Ezekiel. And he says, and I prophesied as I was commanded. So we have to learn to realize that when God tells us to do something, we must do something. Verse 7 again. I'll repeat that again. And so I prophesied and has, I has been commanded. I was told. I was told what to do. While I was prophesying, doing um, and rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. So now, out of nothing, dead bones in a valley. Can you just you take that imagination? Close your eyes if necessary, and see yourself in the valley down. Below. Valley means he's, it's low. So he looked down in the valley. He said, and the bones began to shake. The bones began to move. The bones began to react because of the power and the authority that God had spoken right now into Ezekiel. That same Ezekiel that laid on his side for 390 days to bless God. Because Ezekiel was praying because of the judgments of the people that was to come. So again, the valley of bones began to shake. The bones begin to shake, and you can imagine the clacking of bones in the valley, and they begin to shake, and they begin to move, and then they begin to move, and the bones and the sinew or the muscles that were bone were dead, and there was nothing on the bones. It it is now um, it's now beginning to come back from where it was. Okay. Okay, he began to prophesy. And the more he began to prophesy, the more God began to command those bones in the battle. And I can imagine those bones beginning to say to themselves, God, if you just give me just a little, little, another chance. My bones might be just shaking and shattering, God. But if you just give me just a little while longer, God, just restore me. Restore my people. Lord, I was wrong, but help me make it right. The bones of the people in the valley begin to... As I spoke, as I was commanded. Yes, sir. That's what he said. He said, um, he says, and so... I prophesied as I had commanded. And while 
I went prophesying that there was a rattling sound and the bones came together. Ah, ah. Well, there was a rattling sound and the bones came together and uh, uh, they came together bone to bone and it looked as if uh, it looked as if um um, okay, just it looked as if that things began to move because when Israel was now realizing that all the things they did wrong, doing what strange gods were doing, God began to speak to Ezekiel and he said, prophesy to these bones. Prophesy, prophesy, speak to these dead things, speak to these lonely things, speak to these things that are confusing, speak so no matter what happens, that God will honor your words. And so the Bible says again, so it says, and so I spoke as I was commanded, and the bones began to shake and rattle in the valley. Now the scripture does not tell you how many people was in the valley. It didn't tell you how long the people were in the valley. Not, those things really didn't matter. The only thing we really knew was that God had told Ezekiel to prophesy to these dead bones. Prophesy and get it right. I'm going to restore you. No matter how many people were dead they were not in the ground. They were, the bones were just laying there. But because wanted Israel to come back to its original place, they said, I'm going to prophesy. I'm going to make it right. I'm going to restore you from your original place where you're before because God loves you. And that's what God does. He restores us. He restores us. No matter what's happening, He restores us. Um, because of His unconditional love. Unconditional love. Amen. Okay, number says again. So, so I prophesied as I had been commanded. And while I was prophesying um, that it was rattling of the bones, sounds, and the bones came together, bones to his bones, flesh to his flesh. So you had the bones, you had the muscle, you had the cartilage, that every bone was in place, no bone was out of place. Heart wasn't where where the foot was. The foot wasn't where the where 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 the, where the pancreas was. God strategically, the same way 
he originally, he put man together in the Garden of Eden. He re put him back in this original place of knowing that God loved his people and he wanted them to be um bring back a restoration. And number eleven says this and then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. And they say, our bones are dried up and out of hope. And they perish, perish, and they are cut off. So, the scripture says this, that what you see now, this was the house of Israel. The house of Israel had gone astray. The, Israel was serving strange gods. Um, they were doing all kinds of stuff. They were worshiping idol gods. They were being with um, families that um, that are not of God. They were not doing what they were told to do. And so this was the position that now Israel um, will see or hear. Okay. And then he said to me, Son of man, these bones, they are the whole house of Israel. Our bones are dried up. Our bones are dried up. And our hope has perished. So we have to not to get in a place where we have no hope. Because when you have no hope, you have no desire. You have no desire, you, have, you don't have no love. Because you're just doing nothing. Um, running in a circle. For the Son of Man... These are the bones of the whole house of Israel. This is the old church. This is the people that have not doing what God told them to do. Okay. And because of that, you died, you perished, your bones were not in the ground, but they're on the top of the ground, but they were decayed and they were rotted out. And this was Israel. So he says this, um, then he says to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel, and our bones are dried up and out of hope. It has perished, and we have prophesied and say to them, this is what my Lord God says. I am going to open and bring you up from them and from my people and I led you into a land of Israel that you will know you will know the land that I am Yahweh, I am God. That my people, when I open your grave and I bring you up um, out, and to know that I am Yahweh, and I have 
spoken, and I will do it. So I've spoken that I was going to restore you. Well, I'm going to restore you. Uh, I will do it. This is the declaration, declaration of the Lord. Okay. So here is a declaration for the children of the house of Israel that they were out of order. They were fighting a battle. They didn't have to fight because judgment had sat on them. Judgment. The number nine represents judgment. And so here we have is Israel is in a mess. Israel has died, the majority in this particular valley. And but God's saying, Don't worry that I'm not I'm going to restore you. That whatever you have lost, you're gonna come back. What are you Whatever you've you've lost years ago, whether it was financially, socially, uh, medically, I can restore you from the inside to the outside, from the flesh to the bones to the sinew, whatever you need to get restoration in, I'm going to do it. Why? Because I'm Yahweh. And Yahweh had come down to speak to Ezekiel. He says, for I can put my spirit in you, and you will live. So I'm God. I'm Yahweh. I'm the same of Isaac Jacob. I'm the same God that spoke to the stars in the skies. It's the same thing. Because even when God spoke the world into existence, in some scriptures it lets you know that as, as many stars and use in the sky that we see, God has commanded that he was going to re, uh, reproduce on the earth. So as many as stars you can see on the earth, as the same many people on the earth that's going to recognize the glory of God in Israel. Okay. And he says, so I am Yahweh. And I have spoken it, and because I've spoken it, I will do it. This is the declaration. Being to Judah. Okay, that's the chosen generation. Okay. Um, belonging to Judah and the Israelites associated with him. Then... Take another stick and one on belonging to Joseph and the stick of Ephraim and all of the house of Israel to him. And then join them together. Take two sticks, join them together into one single stick so that they are become one. So God said, tell Israel, come together, restore yourself, join together in unity because I'm Yahweh. 
I am restoring you now, Israel. I am restoring you now. Yes, I am. Okay. For the word of the Lord comes to me, O son of man. Take a single stick and write down. In other words, take these sticks, take these bones, take this restoration, and know that I'm God. Then whatever God has allowed to happen, I can restore it. Your health can be restored. Your money can be restored. Your children can be restored. Everything that God has given you, once you, you give your life to Christ, God has the capability are restoring and not just restoring but also restoring and most of the time he give you more he give you better okay I know some people used to say about um, um, double for your trouble so here is Ezekiel, here is Ezekiel and you always come down and telling him I'm going to give you double for your trouble take these two sticks together join them because this is God coming down in the form of Yahweh and saying, I'm going to restore you. And this is why Ezekiel constantly said, and God told him, he said, speak to these bones. Speak to these dead situations. Speak to those things hopeless. Speak look like it's not going to work out. But when you speak it, I'm now giving you the authority to speak it because you are a you are a change agent on the earth. So anytime you speak a word, you now become a change agent on the earth, no matter what's happening, because the power of of your mouth, you can speak life and you can speak death because that's exactly why God went and talked and talked to Ezekiel. And he said, oh, son of a God. He said, prophesy to these dead bones. Prophesy. I know I'm all a mess. I know I've seen the valley full of dry bones. But the good part about it, God, is you didn't take the bones and put them in the grave. You just left them there. So there had to be an opportunity for us to come back, for judgment come back against Israel. Because we will rise again. Okay? Uh, the Jamaican version of it is, we shall rise and come again. So here, Ezekiel is speaking and saying, as I prophesied, as I was commanded, you commanded me, you told me, you gave me a dream. You gave me a vision. You give me something to do. And you do what you can do. And if you want them things that you do know how to do, do those things. So that's why he said to him, prophesy to these dead bones. Prophesy to those that have no hope. Prophesy because God knows what he's allowing to happen. And nothing happens. Except God allows. Nothing happens except God allows. So 
um, that would be our thought for today, that we have to realize that whatever God is allowing to happen, we have to stand and wait. And when God tells you to move, move. If God tells you don't move, don't move. If God promises he's going to do something, he's going to do it. He didn't say how. He didn't say when. He didn't say who to. But if he said he's going to do it, he's going to do it. He's not a man that lies. But God is true. He's not a man. He doesn't do anything like that. He is Yahweh. Okay. There's many uh, names for God in the Old Testament. And this is one of the names in the Bible. Yahweh. Yahweh is a, is a silent letter. Yah, W-A-Y. Or that Yahweh. Or Yeshua. Um, um, so this is Ezekiel. Ezekiel, again, was one of the major prophets in the Old Testament. This prophet had a wife. His wife died, and only thing Ezekiel said was, The Lord um, blesseth, the Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away, and kept moving. Um, um, and then as a, com a commitment to Christ, Ezekiel stayed, laid down on the ground for 409 days um, on one side and did not move. Is God? He was saying, "Lord, I trust you. God, I, I'm 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 sacrificing for you because there's no God like unto you." Yes, he was a strange person. But Ezekiel loved God enough to say, not to sugarcoat something, but just to say, what thus said the Lord. Okay. He didn't really have a thing where he was prejudiced or anything, but he was sold out for God. So God is looking for people that are sold out for God. Um, so we have to take that same mindset that whatever we're doing, we have to do it for God. And that's why he constantly spoke through uh, the voice of the prophet, okay, Ezekiel. And so he said, and I prophesied as I was commanded. I did what God told me to do. I spoke what God told me to say. I lived what God told me to live. I believe what God told me. And he said, and I prophesy. So the power of your mouth is to speak life and death. No matter what happens in our life, you know, you know, just, um, and the, it, the power, the power of God is awesome. You know, the power of God is awesome. But when he said, prophesy to the wind, that God is not a right now God. God is a yet, is, is a tomorrow God. We don't know what tomorrow is going to do or say, but we have to be, to be what he called us to be. We can't be what everybody else wants us to be. But we have to be what God has called us to be. And this is what Ezekiel um understood that God was trying to tell him to do. Because of the judgments against Israel, the judgments against the church, the judgments against the people, because they were walking in sin, 
They were walking in degradation. They were walking in all kinds of filth and mess. But God loved them enough to come down through the spirit of Yahweh or God and say, I let you want you to know that you can do all things through Christ which me. That you can speak life and you can speak death. That there's nothing greater in life in you is other than God. And God is in control of the heaven and the earth. And that's the same God that we uh we the same God that we praise today. The same God that moves by his power, the same God that we stand on his word, the same God that when he says smooth, he moved. Whatever God told us to do, you do it. And you'll be blessed for it. Because the blessings of the Lord, the Bible says, make it rich and adds no sorrow. And he's not talking about a physical rich wealth. But he's talking about a wealth of your goodness, a wealth of your kindness, a wealth of your gentleness, a wealth of those things that God has put in you, um, and stuff like that. So when we trust and believe in God like Ezekiel, and we took his commandments that he spoke, and then we began to duplicate what God's word says, um, duplicate how he lived, duplicate what, what we say we do, we go, pray, whatever God calls us to do, duplicate, be like a little, a little, um, a mighty mouse. Just go on and just prophesy. Because if God says it, that's what settles it. No matter what man said, God has called you, you do what he told you to do. Okay? Because at the end of the day, God holds us responsible for what we do and what we don't do. What we say, what we don't say. Where we go, what we don't go. How we live, what we don't live. What we do in any way, shape, or form. That's why he gives us in Galatians. Talks about love, kindness, gentleness, long-suffering. All the nine gifts of the Spirit of God. Okay. And those things make a difference. Okay. Those things make a difference. So, um, so we can just pray now. Father, God, we thank you for the word tonight. And I thank you, God, that you gave me uh, this word. I thank you, God, for the spirit of Ezekiel that says it, and I prophesied as I was commanded. So, God, you told me to do it, and I did it. I thank you, God, for the Holy Ghost and fire. I thank you, God, for moving in a way that I don't understand, but I know. What he said into Ezekiel, not Ezekiel, but into, um, in the book of Job, he said, Job, he said, Job, you know the way that I take. Okay? So we have to just stand and wait for the manifestation of his glory. 
because one way, somehow, someday, we're going to get up out of this body, and where are we going to end up in eternity? That's all matters, not the other stuff. But when that time comes, that our bodies is separated from our flesh, who do we have to answer for but Jesus Christ himself? So we thank you, God, for the Holy Ghost. We thank you for moving by your power. We thank you, God, for in the middle of every situation. And I rebuke every spirit not like God in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, at the hands of this, that you're holding the people that you're holding unto our hands. We thank you, God, that you're holding us in the midst of cold COVID-19. We thank you, God, hallelujah, in the Holy Ghost. For 10,000 might fall at thy right side, but you will not come near thee. In the name of Jesus. And we praise you right now. We adore you right now. We magnify you right now. In the name of Jesus. So we thank you. We bless you. So we praise you. We adore you, God. And we thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you, God, for moving for your power. We thank you for cleansing us. God, our inside, our outside. We thank you, God. Oh, God, for moving by your power. We thank you for our We thank you for the Holy Ghost. God, thank you for the Holy Ghost. Inward, outward, all the way through us, God. We thank you now. Hide us behind the cloth, God. Hide us that we can see ourselves. In the name of Jesus, God, let us look and see who we are, God. Not nobody else but ourselves. Check ourselves. Hold us, our account of ability. In the name of Jesus, God, wash us and cleanse us and hold us in your hands, God. Like never before, God, we thank you. Move by your power. Move, hallelujah, like never before. Move, God, expeditiously move that we can feel your fire. Move, oh, God, by the moving of the waters. We thank you for moving Jesus like never before. God, we hold this nation up before you now, God, in the name of Jesus. And we rebuke every spirit not like God. We come against every and. Tifa spirit, every every prejudice spirit, everything not like God in the name of Jesus. And God, cover this state. God, cover this state especially in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And we praise you, God, because we know that you are, you have the king's heart into your hands. And she know that the king can do whatever he wants to do. But in the king's hands, God, you have his heart. So you know that whatever we're doing, we know generational curses. We understand it. Hallelujah. But we know in advance that the enemy is running out rampant. But they still have no power. Because all power is belonged unto you. In the name of Jesus, we give you glory. We give you majesty, we give you honor, and we give you praise. Move, God, like ever before. God, we pray for our children. We pray for our grandchildren. 
We pray for our great-grandchildren, God, that we might never see God, but God, that the seeds of prayer, that the seeds of righteousness, the seeds, God, because you promised us, God. And so we thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you, God, every grandchild that I have, whether by marriage, by adoption, God, I thank you, God, for moving, hallelujah. God, save Jason in the name of Jesus. God, save Frederick, God, in the name of Jesus. God, do what you need to do, God. Take care of them, God. Don't hurt them, but God, move by your power so they'll know that it is God. In the name of Jesus, that we nothing deadly shall harm us, stop us, block us, hinder us, take control over us. In the name of Jesus, because we know the Holy Ghost is the controller, that the Holy Ghost is in charge. The Holy Ghost is moving by their power. The Holy Ghost, hallelujah, is moving by the power and the glory of God. In the name of Jesus. So rebuke every spirit, every retaliatory demonic force in the name of Jesus. I come against every demonic force in the name of Jesus. I come against every spirit, lying, deceiving, deceiving spirit in the name of Jesus. I thank you now, God. Hallelujah. That we walk in the mind of Christ. We talk in the mind of Christ. We pray in the mind of Christ. We thank you now, God, for not form of fashion, but this Jesus. God, save us all over again. Jesus, Holy Ghost, keep us all over again. Jesus, God, ah, oh God, what a word, what a word, God, ah, God, save us, God, save us. God, shave the skin of man. Save it, save us, save us. Save us for your glory. Save us for your majesty. Save us for your filling of the, the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Mary's baby, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And we thank you, God. And we thank you for the king of the heart. We thank you now, God, for everything that's going down except the word of God. We thank you, God, that you're protecting your people, God. We thank you, God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And Jesus, matchless, in the name of Jesus. And we pray and we adore you like never before. We magnify you like never before. And God, teach us how to walk and talk in the spirit of Manuhusha, of Ezekiel, God. That we do what God has told us to do. It's as Ezekiel spoke to my Lord and said, Oh, son of a man, prophesy to these things. Prophesy to those things. Prophesy. Whether it's present, past, or future. Prophesy to the wind of God. We thank you, God, for the four corners of the earth, the south the north, the east, and the west. Directions, God. Thank you, God, for giving us directions in the Holy Ghost. God, directions. Oh, God, to move, God. Directions in the name of Jesus. Open every door that needs to be opened and close every door that needs to be closed. 
pray everything that you need us to pray. And God hold us when we don't know what to say. In the name of Jesus. And we praise you. And we adore you. In the name of Jesus. We praise you. We praise you. And we magnify you, God. In the name of Jesus. And God, take care of this country now. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, God. We thank you, God, for the four horses. In the book of... The four horses. Hallelujah. In the book of Revelation. And the white horse represents false prophets. The red horse represents death uh, and, and war. Hallelujah. The pale rider represents all the deaths that's coming forth now. Deaths every corner of the earth. This earth. The death horse. They call it the pale rider. The death horse is running rampant. But God, you know what you're doing. You don't make mistakes. God, keep us in your hands. In the name of Jesus. Let not our hearts trouble. Let not our children be in danger. But in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And we praise you for another dose of the Holy Ghost and fire. That will burn out every infirmity. Burn out everything of frustration. Burn out, hallelujah, everything God has called us to be, to say, and to do. To stand in your glory. Move by your power. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Well, we thank you, saints, for tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your glory. Hallelujah. For what Jesus says that's prophesied to the wind. Speak those things as not as though they were. Speak those things because God's giving us the power to speak life and death to the people. Life and death is in the power of our hands. And God give us that power. He didn't have He didn't have to do it. But because of His love, He gave us His power to stand on the will of God. To stand like there's no tomorrow. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Well, see, by saying, okay, um, it is now um, 10.18, and we're going to go ahead and close out. If there's anybody wants to say anything, and if not, we're going to go ahead and close out. And so, okay. All right, so we thank you for listening tonight. We thank you um, for what God's going, God is doing. We thank you for God giving us the mantle of prayer in the name of Jesus. We thank you for holding us and keeping us on day long, night long. Thousands of people are dying daily, so we don't take the glory from you, God. People are thousands by the thousands are just dying, just dropping like flies. 
but the Holy Ghost. Some folks say, but the grace of God. So, but for the grace, we would be gone. But God is keeping us for such a time as this. That's another thing in the book of uh, Esther. It said this. He says, who knows? You are called to the kingdom for such a time as this. Well, Ezekiel now knows that he was called for the kingdom of God for such a time as this to speak and to prophesy to the winds of God that whatever he desires, whatever he deeds, he's going to honor it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Okay, saints. Well, what you do is we thank God for you, and we will go on and we close out. One more word. Father, we thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. God bless you. Amen.